The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. John Tyler Community College could become Bright Point Community College. As Ian Stewart reports, college officials are waiting for approval from the state board. In a letter earlier this month to faculty and students, John Tyler Community College President Edward Ted Raspiller says the name Bright Point Community College was selected after months of work. That work included hiring a branding firm and surveying over a thousand people, including students, staff, alumni, and donors. Raspiller says the prompt to change the name came after the murder of George Floyd last year. Amid the racial reckoning that followed, the Virginia State Board for Community Colleges issued a mandate to review the appropriateness of college names and buildings. Tyler, the 10th president, was a slaveholder, owned two plantations, and supported slavery throughout his political career. The state board, which has the sole authority to name community colleges, is set to vote on the proposed name change this week. Ian Stewart, VPM News. The commission tasked with redrawing Virginia's congressional districts will hold a public hearing today for Hampton Roads. It's part of a statewide effort. Hannah Schuster with partner station WHRV has details. The commission is holding public hearings across the state, one of the ways it's required to promote transparency of its process. Virginia voters approved a constitutional amendment creating the bipartisan, half-citizen, half-lawmaker commission to redraw the district lines for Congress and the General Assembly. At the public hearings, speakers can, for example, tell the commissioners about so-called communities of interest, that's neighborhoods or other communities they believe should live within the same district. These meetings come before the commission gets all the census data needed to draw the maps. It was delayed because of the pandemic. There will be another round of public hearings later this year after the commission proposes new maps. That was Hannah Schuster from partner station WHRV. Federal data show a rise in drug overdose deaths inside prisons and jails across the country in recent years. County jails saw a 200% increase from 2001 to 2018. But the rise in state-run prisons is even more dramatic at 600%. As Whitney Evans reports, Virginia falls near the middle of the pack. A new report from the criminal justice publication The Marshall Project looks at what's behind the data. Beth Schwartzapfel is a staff writer. It should come as no surprise, you know, despite walls, razor wire, etc., prisons are part of a larger society, for better or for worse, and you know, what happens outside is going to be reflected inside. U.S. overdose deaths hit a record 93,000 last year, a near 30 percent increase over the previous year. Schwartz-Apfel says a poison supply is largely to blame. Drugs are sometimes laced with fentanyl, a powerful opioid. At the end of the day, the drugs all come from the same place and they're all doctored with the same stuff. The Virginia Department of Corrections says it had eight overdose deaths in 2019. There were two in 2020, but a department spokesperson says that's subject to change as medical examiner reports come in. Whitney Evans, VPM News. The largest solar farm on the East Coast is now halfway operational in Spotsylvania County. 
The project has been producing energy since last August and will be generating its full capacity of nearly 500 megawatt hours yearly by fall. Project spokesperson Helen Humphreys says that this will displace over 780,000 tons of carbon dioxide emissions that would otherwise be emitted from fossil fuel plants. To remove that much carbon from the Earth's atmosphere, you would have to plant uh, almost 13 million seedlings and let them grow for 10 years. The project only represents a small fraction of Virginia's energy consumption, but Humphrey says it's just one of many facilities in Virginia's mission to reach carbon neutrality by 2050. The Virginia Department of Health reported 275 new cases of COVID-19 in the state on Monday. Over 685,000 Virginians have been diagnosed with the virus since the pandemic began over a year ago. To date, there have been 158 confirmed cases of the new Delta variant in Virginia. In all, 11,483 people have died from COVID in Virginia since the start of the pandemic. As of yesterday, 59% of Virginians have received at least one dose of the vaccine, and over 53% have been fully vaccinated. VDH updates the statewide COVID-19 dashboard each day at 10 a.m. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Monday, July 19th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 